with me to 1 John. I want to read three verses for my text. And those verses are found in chapter 2 of 1 John. 1 John chapter 2, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 15. It says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So before we continue on the subject of love, I want to first define uh, to define what John is talking about when he uses the word world. Uh, the term world, which is cosmos in the Greek, is used all throughout the New Testament, and it often refers to the vast world system that exists independent of God, and it is basically opposed to him. Now, this is how things in the world has operated ever since Adam and Eve gave in to Satan's temptation. They disobeyed God and they brought the curse of sin upon all of creation. You see, when Adam and Eve defied God, they gave up the authority over creation that God had originally delegated to them. Satan then took control and began to dominate human endeavors with his evil purposes. So understand, when the New Testament talks about the world, it's talking about a world that is controlled by Satan. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19 says, We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So this means that the world in its present condition okay, is characterized not only by wicked, immoral, and selfish lifestyles, but also by a spirit of rebellion and indifference toward God and his revelation. So with that being said, I believe that God is giving us three solid points for us to live by from these three verses. Now, we can't love the world. Here's the first one. We can't love the world and love the Father. And when I say Father, I'm referring to God the Father. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 that I read to you says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. So you must love God, and we must love other believers as well. But we must stop loving the world and all that it offers. It is so important that we commit our life to loving God. God and you and I should love the people of the world enough to share God's message with them. We have an important message. We talked about this a little bit last week. We have the Word of God. We have the truth. Absolute truth. And it's up to us to be able to share that truth so that others receive that truth and understand what the truth is. But you see, Satan has a hold on this evil world. His world opposes God and his followers. And Satan tempts us away from God and into sin. James chapter 4 verse 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. John wanted to show his readers that to attempt to love both God and the world would be as impossible as trying to combine light and darkness. Anybody ever tried to do that? <laughs> Have you ever tried to, in a dark room, you ever, you ever tried to uh, turn a light on? What happens? Darkness goes away, don't it? You can't have both. They can't exist in the same, in the same place. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Light and darkness cannot exist together the same way that we cannot love the world and love God. 
When John is speaking this word, he is not saying that we are to remove ourselves from all contact with the sinful world. That that would be impossible. We can't just pull ourselves out. We have to exist. We have to be a part of the world. And he is not saying that we are to refrain from anything pleasurable. The only time that we should do this is when those pleasures, the only time that we should not do this is when those pleasures disagree with God's word. So as believers, we have to find a way to love God, not love the world, and live in the world and share God's love with the world. Sounds easy enough, don't it? (laughs) Think about it. So we have to love God, not love the world, but we have to live in this world, and we have to be able to share God's word with those that are also living in the world. And, and you know, uh, John identifies three desires that are from the world. This is the second point. He identifies three desires that are from the world. And these three desires, they're subjective because they speak of attitudes of the heart. You know, as believers, we can look perfectly clean on the outside, but then harbor any or all of these attitudes on the inside. Have you ever met somebody like that? You don't have to tell me who they were. You ever had somebody that, man, they come to church and they look good. I mean, they just, they carried the part. They had the biggest Bible out of anybody. You know, I mean, they come dressed. They were ready to go. But, man, they were the ugliest person on the inside because how hateful they acted towards maybe you or somebody that you knew. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Isn't it funny how we can disguise ourselves and we can walk around and say, look at me, look how great I am. Man, I know God's word frontwards, backwards. I've, I wear John 3.16 on my shirt all the time I, at the ball games. I'm the guy with the biggest sign up there, you know, that says John 3.16. You know, we can walk around and we can act the part and we can look the part and everybody can think, man, we are perfect, but if we are ugly on the inside, then there's something wrong with us, amen? We need to make a change. There's something not right. And you see, uh, we can look perfectly clean on the outside, but if we harbor these attitudes on the inside, something is wrong. And John is warning us to restrain from these desires. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 of our text says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So there's three desires that I'm going to give to you real quickly. The first one is the desires of the flesh. Or as John puts it, the lust of the flesh. Now this is our thoughts, this is our will, this is our desires, our actions. And Jesus spoke of how adultery begins not with the act, but with the desire. Matthew chapter 5, verse 28 says, But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You see, these things start inside of us. Before the act is ever committed, they start inside of us. They start in our mind. They start in our heart that we want to do these things. These words picture any kind of desire, but especially the craze for sex. Everywhere we look, you can see sex in all of its immoral and grotesque forms. You can see it all throughout movies, television, magazines, and computer screens. Why? Because it appeals to the sinful nature. And while this desire seems to refer mostly to sexual lust, it could include any form, any sort of selfish or greeting, greedy cravings simply to satisfy one's physical desires in rebellion against God. Here, I want you to think about something for just a moment. Think about anything that exists in the world that is evil. I think a lot of it, you could sit there and I, and I don't have time to go into every details and explain my thoughts on everything. But I think anything that we could go, I think it all goes back to greed. Think about it. Foods that we consume. We wanted to get them out faster. We want to get them out quicker. We want to get them done. Where does it go start from? Greed. A lot of that processed food that we've probably taken in or that we consume is probably why we have a lot of the diseases that we have today. Now, I don't have any scientific facts to back it up for you. I'm just giving you my thoughts. If, if we do something, whatever it may be, uh, 
if we want more possessions. Now, is it wrong to have possessions? No, I like possessions. I like having stuff, don't you? How many's ever gotten that new car or new to you car? You know what I'm talking about? And you get in there and you have that new car smell, you know? It's nice having something new, isn't it? So there's nothing wrong with possessions, but if we get to where we all we want is possessions, what happens? It's greed, right? I think we can do a lot of things. I think we can see a lot of things uh, in, in, in people's lives and in individuals' lives, either through greed that has consumed their life, through pride that has consumed their life, and we could go on and on and on of a lot of sins, a lot of things that we allow to consume our life is because we see them in the world, we like what the world has, we want what the world has, we say, well, if they have it, why can't I? Maybe because God doesn't want you to have it. I said something Wednesday. I said, uh, you know, somebody posted something on, on Facebook that said, Well, I guess God knows what he's doing with my life. God is only going to do for your life what you allow him to do for your life. You hear what I'm saying? God is only going to do for you what you allow him to do for you. God is never going to force himself on you. God is never going to force his will upon you. You have to say, God, I want you to have control of my life. I want your guidance. I want your direction. I want your leadership. I want you to tell me where to go, what to do, or how to do it. The second desire is the desires of the eyes. And this would be, of course, anything that is seen. When you think about things that you see, you could put anything that has to do with cravings and accumulating possessions. Materialism, I want this, I want that. This mentality, this mentality makes us greedy and it doesn't want to let go. As believers, we must not become obsessed with what we see. And while sex may also be included here, people's eyes can lust after many things. You ever see something that you wanted so bad? You ever start salivating oh, with that? <laughs> you ever watched uh, those uh, food videos or something, you know? It's like, oh, man, that looks really good. You know, like Thanksgiving, they always start all those shows. You, you know, you could start watching about November or even into October, and they'll start talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas meals on those food shows, you know? And it's like, ooh, that looks really good, you know? Do you ever think about some of these things that, that we just want because what our, what our eyes see is what we want, right? Is what we desire? Can I tell you that, that we can make that a sin? And, and a lot of times we think with our eyes, we think, well, it's just lust. It's just if I'm lusting after another person. Can I tell you that we can lust after other possessions? We can lust over what other people have? You say, you're going a little bit extreme, Pastor. No, I'm just saying it's a heart condition. I'm not saying that we all have this. I'm just saying that whatever we desire in our heart, if we desire it above God, then yes, it's a sin. It becomes a sin. Why? Because we are putting those things above God. God says, have no other gods before me. We can make anything we want a God. And the third desire is the desires of life. This refers to both the inward attitude and the outward boasting. Because of an obsession with one's status or positions, or possessions, excuse me. Each one of these desires shows selfishness and greed. These sins begin almost unnoticed within the heart and they become temptations that lead to the sins working in people's lives. The last thing that John is telling us here in this passage is found in verse 17 of our text. He says, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So here's the thought. The only way to live forever is to do the will of God. Amen? You see, the people that are here on earth who live in rebellion to God are focusing on a world that is already fading away. Think about this for just a moment. The workaholic will die unfulfilled. The greedy politician will die in despair. 
The pleasure-mad party-goers will find their lives ruined by drugs or alcohol. Indulgence never satisfies. It only whets the appetite for more. You see, Christians, though, they understand that the world will not last forever and that no one lives on this planet forever. And if you will turn away from the simple world and hold on to God, then you will hold on to the eternal. If you place your trust in God, then you have already begun a life everlasting. And as a church, that is what we are here for. We want to help you live forever. We're here to help you do the will of God, the the will that God wants you to do. We're here to help you do that. And everything that we do is about people. It's about you. It's about people outside these walls. Now, are we perfect yet? No, absolutely not. But we're working towards becoming who God wants us to be. And we are wanting to walk with you and help you to be all that you can be in Christ. So maybe you've noticed that we have three little words on the door of this church. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't heard me say them enough. And if that is the case, then I have failed. But these three words is what we want to help you do. And I believe this is something. If we want to, if we want to make, uh, what love, or what did I say today? Uh, Make love, love what matters. If we are to love what matters, which is people, which is family, which is relationships, if we learn how to love one another, the church wants to help you do this. But first, understand this. Everything that we do as a church is about people. That's what we're about. Amen? And it doesn't matter if it's white people, black people, red people, yellow people, or purple people. We want to help people be all they can be in Christ. And we believe that in order for you to be all that God wants you to be, then we, the church here, CTC, Cliff Terrace, has to help you to do three things. The first one is seek after God. We must provide ways and opportunities for you to seek after God. How do we do that? Sunday morning worship services, Wednesday night Bible studies, um, these are things, Bracken writes out a devotion that goes along with the sermon each and every week. And you can find it on Facebook or Faith Life. These are ways that we want to help you seek after God. How do we grow in our faith? By seeking after God. We, uh, we learn who God is. We want more of God in our life. We want him present in our life. We, we seek after God. So seek is the first word. The second word uh, the second thing we want to do is connect with other believers. It's important that we connect with one another, that we as a church provide ways and opportunities for you to connect with other believers. How do we do that? We have a time before the morning service where you can connect with each other and have a cup of coffee. We, we provide times of fellowship every month with our ladies' coffee and our men's breakfast. We have, we have times throughout the year where we get together for fellowship like when we uh, did the tailgate party in the fall, the, the fall fest, uh, and, and the block party. These are things that we can get together to have connections with one another so that we can help one another grow in our relationship with Christ. Wednesday nights is a great time for you to connect with other believers. And as we, we grow, we will provide more opportunities for you to connect with people. But you have to want to do that. It's like the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> Right? You ever heard that? You see, I can provide all the opportunities for you to make connections, but I can't force you to do them. So the second word is connect. And the third thing that we, as a church, want to help teach and help give you opportunities to do is to reach the unbelievers. God has called every believer to reach out into the world and reach the unbelievers. You and I are called to go into the world and make disciples. I'm going to start a new series next week that talks about going out, missions, the Great Commission. And as a church, we will provide opportunities for you to reach unbelievers with the gospel, but the church can only do so much. You know, I've said this before, and I've heard people talk about this, but at some point, we as believers, we have to stop drinking the milk, and we have to start eating the steak. You know what I mean? 
You can only drink the milk for so long. You can only just take whatever you feel like you need. At some point, you have to dive deeper and you have to understand that there is so much more that God has for you, that God wants to do in your life, and you have to open yourselves up to receive what God wants to do for you, what he wants to give you. See, I, you know, we sang it this morning, I could sing of your love forever. And the message today is entitled, Love What Matters. But can I tell you something? God loves you more than you could ever possibly imagine. And it doesn't matter what you've done in your life or what you haven't done in your life. I can tell you that God loves you. He thinks you're special. And he wants more greater for you than you ever possibly could imagine. But we have to open ourselves up to say, Lord, I want your best. Lord, I want everything that you have to offer to me. I want everything that you have to give to me. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to to see your spirit move in my life and do a work in my life. But we have to eat solid food so that we can grow in our faith and in turn be able to reach those that do not know Christ. You see, we provide opportunities. The church does. For you to go to do this through things like the Halloween Neighborhood Outreach, Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes, our monthly food pantry, the Blessing Bag Homeless Ministry, our annual fishing derby, and many other opportunities. Wednesday night is also a great way. We're going to talk about our Royal Rangers and Girls Ministries here in a moment. Uh, Get involved in the ministries that this church provides so that you can reach people. The third word is reach. But this is who we want to be as a church. And as a church, we have to learn to love what matters. Amen? People matter to God. Do we all agree? So therefore, they should matter to us. Amen? People matter to God. And so therefore, they should matter to us. And everything that we do is about We need to love what matters. Who are we loving? We're loving people. It doesn't matter if they're the vilest person in the world or the happiest person in the world. God said, I love everybody. And if God loves everybody, then guess what? We have to love everybody. I didn't say you had to like everybody. There's a difference, right? I have to love everybody. Why? Because I want the love of God living in me and not just living in me, but also shining out to other people so that other people can see God's love inside me. And it's important that we learn to love what matters. So this morning, I want us to pray. And I want us to ask God to look inside of us And if there's anything not pleasing to him, then I want him to do a work in our hearts this morning. Can we do that? Lord, we just come to you right now. And I pray for every individual that's here. And God, if anybody has any brokenness, if anybody has any hurt, if anybody has any sin, anything that's living in their heart right now, God, I pray that you come in and that you make it clean. God, we know that none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. But you are a loving God and you care for us. You care for us so much. And Lord, as a church, we want to do better. We don't want to just stay at the status quo, but God, we want to do better. We want to reach more people. We want to love on more people. We want to love what matters, Lord. So I pray that you would touch our hearts, that you would change our hearts, change our minds. That we don't want to be people that are self-seeking, but we want to be people that are wanting to do your will, do your work, do what you've called us to do, to be who you've called us to be. God, we want to go forth to do your work, and we give you praise, and we give you glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I want to do something. I want to ask you this morning, if you've come here today with heads bowed, eyes closed, and you want to make a change in your life, I want you to know that the first change that you need to make is to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Scripture says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
That means every sin forgiven washed away as if it never happened. Today you recognize that you need His grace. You need His forgiveness. You need change. It's not something that you can earn. It's not something that you deserve. But it's freely given to you. And that may be why you're here today. Or that may be why you're watching at home. But it's time to say yes. Today by faith, give Him your life. And if this is you, I want you to say this prayer after me. Can we all say this prayer together? Say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I confess that I need a Savior. Today I give my heart to you. Come into my life and make me clean. I want to serve you. I give my life to you. I am no longer my own. But I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, be sure to let someone know. You can let me know, my wife know. Let someone know. And we want to help you in this faith journey. We believe that it's something that is not, you know, something that just we take lightly. We, we, we take this serious. And we believe that God wants to do a work in your heart and in your life. You don't want to ask our ushers. We're, we haven't done this in a while. And I forgot to tell them this morning, but if they could come forward uh, and receive our tithes and offerings this morning because uh, we're going to turn over to our program here in just a little bit for uh, this afternoon or this this time and uh, have them take up an offering. And uh, usually they just stand at the back and collect the offering and, but uh, I thought this would be the best way to do this with us having our awards ceremony here in just a moment. But uh, David, would you please pray over this offering? While we're uh, waiting for our kids to uh, come back in here, um, I want to remind all the men that we're having a men's rib and cornhole fellowship on July 17th. Uh, We're also going to bring out the targets that the Royal Rangers have been throwing knives and tomahawks at, and we're going to be doing that as well. So, guys, it's going to be fun. Come out. I've got, I don't know how many racks of ribs that I have, but I need some people to eat them. And so on July 17th, guys, make plans to be here with us so that you can eat uh, some ribs. Hi, kids. How are y'all? They're not going to talk to me. (laughs) Uh, But it's July 17th. That's this coming Saturday. Now, here's the thing. This is going to take the place of our normal breakfast. So, Here's how it's going to work. We're still going to have food pantry on um, that morning, Saturday morning. It'll start at 10. We'll give food away at 10, but if you could be here at 9 for that to help us sack the groceries and distribute the groceries, we would appreciate it. We won't have men's breakfast that morning. And then that evening at 5 o'clock, all the men, any men are invited to come and eat ribs and just have a great time of fellowship. Uh, but we're going to have uh, smoked ribs, all the trimmings, and all you have to do is show up, eat, and have fun. Does that sound pretty simple and easy to do? Yeah? All right. We're just waiting on one. No until Greta. Oh. <laughs> I want to, um, I don't want to take away from anything that they're going to do, but I wanted to say that we started, oh, she just went to find you. Uh, 
We started uh, Roll Rangers and Girls Ministries back. The church had done it for years and years. When I first came, we were down, I think, just a, one boy and one girl, so we combined everybody and did something different. Did that for several years, and then about three or four years ago, I can't remember, uh, we decided to start Roll Rangers and Girls Ministries back up. And, uh, and so now uh, it's, it's going really well on Wednesday nights, and, uh, and so we are going to do something. We're going to start with Girls Ministries, and then we're going to go to Roll Rangers and uh, so, uh, go ahead, uh, Duke, if you'll play the video for... I am a girl. I am strong and beautiful. My goal is to love Jesus and honor others. I value myself in my friendships and I want to grow into the girl I'm called to be. Because I'm confident in truth, I'm empowered and accepted. By being a light, I want to see my friends have a relationship with Jesus too. I have amazing potential. I am God's masterpiece. Together we're forming lasting and life-changing friendships. We're cultivating a community of all stars who encourage each other with support and accountability. Because we're girls. And together, we will influence our world. girls come up here they don't like to get in front of people neither do I so they have to get up here too well let me get my stuff you hold those get on stage (laughs) okay so we actually have one more who is not here tonight or today and um, she was out of town. So um, they've earned several badges this time. And um, I'll just tell you what they are. <laughs> okay, so Adeline Westfall is right here. Miss Shy. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're good. Look. Okay. So instead of doing sashes, we decided to make we decided to make them um, some framed. We put their badges in a, on a felt and then framed them. And we're gonna hang them in our classroom. And um, once they finish the class, then they will get to take them home. So I have certificates for them. And they earned the Europe and Eurasia Studies, the Cooking, Armor of God, Fitness, Growing, and Camping Unit Badges, and the Outdoor Adventure Badge. Okay. <laughs> and then Caroline Westfall, she also earned those badges, plus the beautiful activity badge for coming to our um for coming to our tea that we had so there you go Caroline and then Brinley has been working a little bit longer than everyone else and so she has earned the same badges plus she earned the Family Making Right Choices Citizenship and Prayer Badge for this time. And then as you can see, she has a lot more badges. Um, And some of her badges she actually earned while we were closed for the pandemic. And she actually, we would FaceTime on Wednesday nights and have our lessons so if you've never, like, FaceTimed a lesson while somebody's swinging on a swing, 
It's kind of fun. <laughs> Hanging upside down. <laughs> However it goes. So there's your certificate. And in a couple of weeks, we have finished up our... Um, when we finish up our friendship unit, we have, um, we're going to start a new class for our younger girls. They're going to be in Prim's class. And Miss Anna, she's only been with us a couple of weeks, so I have a welcome to Prim's paper for her. And you get to take that home. And Miss Adeline is going to be in our Prims class also. And they're going to still do, like, games and activities with the older girls, but then they'll have their own lesson that's more age-appropriate for them. So, that's all I have. boys don't hug each other like that. I promise you that. Well, this last summer, we got together. Well, it started in the fall, and we started talking about taking a trip, um, something we kind of sketched out and talked about a little bit for quite a while. And then um, we decided we'd go ahead and pull the trigger on it and go to Florida and go fishing. And we had a great time, and we've got a little video that Commander Kent has produced for us that will kind of give you an overview of what we did. So if you'll roll that, please. that we ate a lot. We did eat a lot. <laughs> well, we are Pentecostal, and that's kind of what we do. <laughs> no, we, we drove down to Florida, and we uh, stayed at Navarre Assembly of God. They were kind enough to let us camp out in their church while we were there for the three days that we were on our event, and we had a great time. We went snorkeling. Boys earned a bunch of merits while we were there. Um, the feature of what we were doing was we were going deep sea fishing, and you could see what we caught. That, that container, that, that ice chest that we had, it was full. And everybody around us, I mean, there was seven of us, and so we kept popping these fish out of the water. And, uh, man, everybody kept looking at us like, 
we've only caught two. <laughs> and we, we kept these fish. But I want to introduce the guys that went. Commander Kent went with us. Pastor Greg. Michael uh, McGee went with us. Tristan and Gabriel Hubbard. And then Jesse, and, uh, Jesse Lawson and Daniel Hoffman all went with us. And did you guys enjoy the trip? Yes. We were the talk of the nation. Uh, we were promoting this on Facebook, and I had people from all over the country that were uh, contacting me saying, can we, can we meet up with you? Can we go with you? I'm like, no, this is for us. But you can come start coming to our church and go to the next one. Uh, nah, I got a lot of no's on that, but, you know, it's, it's fine. So. But we, we will do that again, so we had a great time. So... In addition to what we do as far as going uh, to church, we have a bunch of boys that have earned a bunch of awards, and we want to recognize them. We, some of these are long overdue, and some are pretty new. And so, boys, if when I call your name, if you'll come up, Commander Kent, if you'll come help me, uh, we will present you your awards and kind of give everybody an idea of what you've done. Samuel Lawson. There he is. I thought I saw him has earned his Bible 01 and his White Falcon Award. Congratulations. <laughs> Michael McGee. Quickly. He has earned his Adventure Rangers Powder Horn Award, Bowie Knife, Tomahawk, and Long Rifle Awards. Congratulations. He's also earned his Bible 01, 02, 03, 04, the Green Fire Safety, Leather Craft, Carpentry, Swimming, Advanced Swimming, and a Silver Skin Diving Merit. Congratulations. Driftwood. If I'm ever going into the deep ocean, I want this guy with me because he floats like a piece of driftwood and I'm, I sink like a rock. <laughs> Uh, Joshua Daniel's not with us this morning, but he's earned his powder horn. Uh, he's earned his Bible 01 and green carpentry. Now, when we say Bible 01, Bible 02, every Wednesday night we have a Bible study. And every so many Bible studies, they complete an actual merit. So they've earned a merit when they've completed eight of them. The, the skill stuff, the leather craft, carpentry, squimming, all that, those are skill merits that are activity merits that we work on occasionally. We worked on a bunch while we were on our adventure expedition. Um, but if you have the chance to come out the, the back on Wednesday nights, there's a hub of activity. Uh, we're working on the knife and hawk merit right now, and so that's, that's a pretty exciting thing. Uh, the expedition rangers... They have a little bit different structure where they don't have quarterly awards. They have annual awards, and they have what we call spirit challenges, which are Bible studies for high school-age guys. And so they don't have as many awards to present. But if uh, Jesse Lawson, if you'll come forward, please, has earned his Green Spirit Challenge Award, uh, which requires 25 Bible study lessons. So that's, that's a good chunk of time. The Silver Motor Boating Award, Hunter's Education, Skin Diving, and Woodworking. And Daniel Hoffman has earned his Green Spirit Challenge Award. He's also earned his Silver Dentistry Award, Woodworking, and Skin Diving. All right. We have in Royal Rangers uh, a position called the FCF Scout. What FCF is, it's an auxiliary part of Royal Rangers that you can, once you're a part of Royal Rangers, you can earn the awards and you can join Royal Rangers. And for young men, we have a position called the Scout. And for a church to have a Scout is a great honor for them and it's a great honor for the church. And we have multiple levels of scouts. So for our state, for our district, we have what's called the chapter scout. And then he can go on and become either a territorial scout, which is over the entire region. So in our case, it would be all of Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, and southern Missouri. And then we also have a national scout. And the national scout represents our region at the National Royal Rangers uh, Conference every year. And... Um, in our church, we just happen to have uh, recently appointed 
our chapter scout for the Quapaw chapter in Arkansas, Teddy Verrier. So, Teddy, if you come up, please. Teddy has also just recently returned from Oklahoma where he completed the junior training course or camp. Congratulations. Hang on just a minute. Uh, Teddy's actually the fourth chapter scout we have in our church. I served as a scout about 500 years ago, uh, and then both of my sons have both served as chapter scouts. So if you ever get hung up, we know a little bit about it. So you do well. But congratulations on your achievement, and congratulations on completing JTC. Just as the pandemic was happening, uh, there, was, there was an award. We, we have the equivalent of what we consider the, the Eagle Scout Award. It's called the Gold Medal of Achievement. And it takes a number of years to earn that. And um, we also have additional levels to the Gold Medal of Achievement. Gold, gold Medal with Merit and Gold Medal with Honor. To earn the Gold Medal with Honor is... Uh, something that most boys will not do. Only 1% of all boys in Royal Rangers will ever earn the gold medal of achievement. And to earn the gold medal with honor is even a smaller fraction of that 1%. And when the pandemic was actually starting to hit, we have a young man that had completed his gold medal with honor but was never recognized. And so when things got cranked up, we were waiting um, it takes about 12 years to earn that award, and many hours of study, many hours of, of preparation, doing, earning all these awards, going places, participating in different things, and so, uh, Gabriel Hubbard, if you would come forward, please, let, be recognized for your achievement. There's only about 650 young men in America that have accomplished um, earning the honor gold medal or the gold medal with honor. Uh, We have two of them. His brother in the back earned the second one ever awarded in in the history of Royal Rangers. So uh, we have, we are in the presence of greatness with Teddy and and all these other young men. Uh, If I can return back to the scout thing for just a second. Additionally, when uh, COVID hit, Gabriel had served as our chapter scout most recently before Teddy did. And uh, in 2018, is that when that was? 2019. In 2019, uh, we went to the event. Gabriel went as uh, our chapter scout representative to the event where he competed for the national scout competition. And Ultimately, Gabriel became our national scout in uh, October of 2019, and we were never able to recognize him for that. So Gabriel has been serving for this last year and a half as the national scout for the representative for the Gulf region to the National Royal Rangers office and has, and has done a fine job doing so, uh, representing us well as a region, as a district, and as our uh, member of our church. And so um, he will be completing his term in October. And so we apologize for not recognizing you sooner, but congratulations on your award, and thank you for serving so well as the National Scout. The last presentation I have is long overdue. Um, It takes a lot to run an operation and you need help, uh, especially with Royal Rangers and dealing with boys and working with boys and, and a lot of logistical things and just a lot of phone calls and set up. Um, you know, these, these things don't just spring up out of the, the uh, stage overnight. Um, and so we want to present this certificate of service to Commander Kent Daniels. Special Service Award is presented with deep appreciation for your service to the Royal Rangers of Cliff Terrace Assembly of God, July 11, 2021. Anthony Hubbard, Outpost Coordinator.
<laughs> okay, one last announcement. Uh, we finally have a date and for our adventure expedition for 2022. We will be going to Paladuro Canyon, Texas. Uh, we're calling it the Paladuro Experience. It's called the Grand Canyon of Texas. We will be camping in the canyon, and I've checked. They have showers. <laughs> we were pretty funky. We went three days in Florida without a shower, so we just had to go to the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> um, we will be attending, uh, it's called the Big Texas Play. It's, it's, it sounds way better than, than or it's way better than what it sounds. It's not just a play. It's, it's a big musical production that's at the bottom of the canyon, and it's very cool. I've, I've been there, and I've seen it at least once. Um, we'll be going on a trail ride there in the canyon, so we'll be up and down in the canyon. Um, it's a beautiful canyon, and it's hard. To, if you've ever driven through Amarillo, it's hard to believe that this place called the Grand Canyon of Texas is actually there. But it is, and we will top it off with uh, a trip to the Big Texan Steakhouse where they have the 72-ounce steak. If you can eat it in one hour, you get it for free. I have not tried that, and I doubt these boys, well, maybe if you might, I don't know. But uh, that will be June, of, June 1st uh, through the 3rd of 2022. So boys that are in 6th grade and above. The reason we call it an adventure expedition is because the adventure rangers in 6th grade and above, adventure rangers, expedition rangers, are part of that age group to go on the adventure expedition. So what's that? June 1st through the... Third, third or fourth. I'll have to check. We'll make some announcements on it. Um, oh, okay. If all you boys will return to the front, please. And Gabriel. And Teddy. <laughs> you guys come closer. Little guys in the front. There we go. Give him a big hand. If you know of boys that love adventure, we'd love to have them in Royal Rangers, 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Pastor Greg, it's all yours. Oh. Just a quick word. Uh, 